Man in a Duck Entertainment presents Quantum Leap Recovery, the official podcast of Pikes Peak Recovery Coaching. Please welcome our host, Dr. Peter Gregg. Thank you, Donna. Hi, this is Peter, and welcome to our episode of Quantum Leap Recovery. We are going to talk all things drug and alcohol addiction recovery. A bit about the format. We will have guests, and I will read questions and comments expressed by you. No topic will be out of bounds, and we will explore many views and approaches to recovery. No one way is king or queen here, and every show we will stop for a corny joke or two. Oh, I must give a medical disclaimer. The Quantum Leap Recovery Podcast does not contain or give medical advice. The contents of this podcast and any related website, text, graphics, images, or other material are intended for informational and educational purposes only, and not for the purpose of rendering medical advice or medical care. The contents of this podcast are not intended to substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your physician for personalized medical advice and care. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. Okay, that's out of the way. Forward. First about me, your host. What's my bio, my story? As Donna mentioned, my name is Dr. Peter Gregg, and I am a person in long-term recovery, which means for me... I have not used alcohol or other drugs since 2009. Long-term recovery has given me new hope and stability and allowed me to create a better life for me, my family, and my community. I have voluntarily maintained a lifestyle characterized by sobriety, personal health, and good citizenship, characterized by actively participating in the rights, roles, and responsibilities of society. So, why create a podcast? I want to help people struggling with addiction issues. I am an ally to persons in long-term recovery, which means that I support people living in long-term recovery by being a life coach and recovery coach, and by encouraging my peers, like you, in recovery to continue on and be successful. As I watch and hear stories of others expressing their positive experiences, their hope and strength, I am encouraged and ready to shout their successes from the rooftops. Or put it in a podcast. Hey, others can and do get well. It could be you, a family member, friend, or professional associate. I am also a physician and actively help other professionals struggling with addictions, currently in the capacity as a life coach. And there's an entertainer artsy side of me that likes to create products that help people. We will talk about at a later date of how embracing the arts can be helpful in one's recovery journey. So that's my story. And over the weeks, I want to hear your stories. So here's the first contact information. Please feel free to email me at grigresearch at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-G-G-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H at gmail.com. I strive to meet the following podcast goals. Inform you by providing relevant information, scientific studies and tools to help you succeed on your recovery journey. I will share personal experiences, life hacks, and tips from our fans, followers, and guests. 
I hope to inspire you with ideas, stories, and input from our fans and followers to move you to take positive action. I will entertain you with content that's interesting, not dry, and salted liberally with humor. I will instill in our listeners a new or expanded sense of belief that people recover from addictions and have hope for a brighter future. I hope to bring added value to my listeners, fans, followers, and members by entertaining you and giving you great information and develop deeper connections with my listeners. I'm going to really tap into what my fans want from the podcast show, and I want to get to know you. I'm going to be listening to you via email and posted comments. And finally, I plan on being authentic and genuine. What you hear is what you get. That's my plan, and I'm sticking to it. Now we pause this podcast for a corny joke. Did you hear how the orthopedic surgeon broke his leg raking leaves? He fell out of the tree. I know, corny. So as I mentioned, send me questions and comments at grigresearch at gmail.com. G-R-I-G-G-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H at gmail.com. Or the Quantum Leap podcast on Red Circle. So what are the topics for discussion on the next two podcasts? People are curious about what is an addiction. Why does an addiction occur? What are the stages of an addiction? What is recovery? Why do people leave a culture of addiction and go to a culture of recovery? How do people recover? What are some pathways of recovery? And as we go, we will address your new questions and concerns. So what is addiction? The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, or SAMHSA, defines addictions and substance use disorders as occurring when the recurrent use of alcohol and or drugs causes clinically and functionally significant impairments such as health problems, disability, and failure to meet major responsibilities at work, school, or home. A diagnosis of substance use disorders based on evidence of impaired control, social impairment, risky use, and pharmacological criteria. Substance use disorders can range from mild to severe, and the diagnosis ultimately comes down to the individual. So why does addiction occur? Does it occur in stages? What are the models? Some believe addiction occurs in stages. Addiction will often play out in stages. Your brain and body's reactions at each stage of the addiction are different. Four commonly accepted stages of addiction are, number one, experimentation, where a person uses or engages out of curiosity. Hey, who didn't do that in college and high school? Number two, social or regular uses, where it's engaged in social situations for social reasons. Again, I smoked a lot of pot in college. Problem or risk, uses or engages in an extreme way without regard for the consequences. And finally, dependency, where use the behavior on a daily basis or several times a day despite positive negative consequences. In the article, Understanding Brain Disease of Addiction and Psychology Today, Avery and Avery write, the brain disease model of addiction holds that substance use disorders are chronic relapsing brain diseases and that relapses are symptoms and part of the expected course of the disease. 
as with other diseases. Substance use disorders are caused by multiple forces, including behavioral, environmental, and biological ones. The general disease conception of addiction, which includes brain disease model, is supported by all major psychiatric authorities, including the National Institute on Drug Abuse, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, and the American Academy of Addiction Psychiatry. There are also psychological models of addiction, a self-medication hypothesis, and others. Well, I will talk more about those models in the future. So what do you think about those models and, and the idea of addiction being a brain disease? So, what is recovery? Here are a few definitions. SAMHSA defines recovery as a dynamic change process through which individuals improve their health and wellness, live self-directed lives, and strive to reach their full potential. David Best and Andre Ladette write in The Power of Recovery Capital, the essence of recovery is a lived experience of improved life quality and a sense of empowerment, that the principles of recovery focus on the central ideas of hope, choice, freedom, and aspiration that are experienced rather than diagnosed and occur in real-life settings rather than in the rarefied atmosphere of clinical settings. Recovery is a process rather than an end state, with the goal being an ongoing quest for a better life. Other definitions will be covered in future episodes. Why do people embrace a culture of recovery? What pathway leads them to recovery? What does it take to abandon the culture of addiction and embrace the culture of recovery? You know, there is a culture of addiction. From Embracing the Culture of Recovery, blog by Jason Swartz, he writes, Addiction becomes a lifestyle. Like any lifestyle, alcoholism and addiction become a culture unto themselves. This culture, complete with rituals, ceremonies, and celebrations, dominates the social, leisure, and community lives of those involved with it. So hope drives people to a culture of recovery. From SAMHSA, the belief that recovery is real provides the essential and motivating message of a better future, that people can and do overcome the internal and external challenges, barriers, and obstacles that confront them. Hope is internalized and can be fostered by peers, families, providers, allies, and others. Hope is the catalyst for the recovery process. Oh, and then exposure to legal problems drives people towards a culture of recovery. From Schwartz, many alcoholics and addicts have their first exposure to recovery with firm encouragement from the legal system. Yeah, get that DUI and you start thinking about getting better. Hitting bottom drives people towards recovery. Schwartz states, a lot of the conventional wisdom concerning recovery from addiction seems to suggest that a person must hit some terrible bottom before they are amenable to recovery. Often this hitting bottom entails the loss of the very resources needed to have a healthy recovery. But what is rock bottom, and is it different for each person? From Hitting Rock Bottom by Buddy T., 
For some, getting that first DUI might be where the turning point comes. Getting locked up, even for a few hours, and facing the public humiliation of a court date is for some the only signal they need to realize they have a problem. For others, however, not even numerous DUI arrests have an effect. Driving without a license and frequent visits to the local jail don't phase them at all. People with alcohol use disorder have lost driver's licenses, jobs, careers, girlfriends, wives, family, and children, and have continued to deny they have a drinking problem. Some are homeless, beaten, raped, and murdered without ever getting help. An intervention can point someone towards recovery. From Psychology Today by Joel Young, MD, an intervention uses peer pressure to encourage an addict to admit his or her problem and then seek appropriate treatment. During the intervention, a group of close friends and family gather together, and the gathering is usually a surprise to the addict. So, what's a pathway of recovery? We define pathways of recovery as those practices, programs, rituals, and customs people use to maintain and sustain recovery. From Schwartz, the culture of recovery is an adventure indeed. Social skills have to be relearned without drugs or alcohol. Interests often have to be developed from scratch. Time management becomes a new concept for a lot of us. Courage to try new things and meet new people is different when your life depends on it. A culture of recovery is not doing the same old things without the alcohol and drugs. A culture of recovery is about becoming excited about life. It is about rejoining the community and becoming a contributing member of society. We have covered a lot of ground today. What are your thoughts so far? Please shoot me an email at grigresearch at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-G-G-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H at gmail.com. And as I mentioned earlier, please consult your physician for personalized medical advice and care. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. We will see you next week when we continue this discussion on all things addiction, on quantum leap recovery. Please support our podcast. That's Quantum Leap Recovery on Red Circle. And good night. This has been Quantum Leap Recovery. 